Planet Football Podcast is brought to you by the SeatGeek app, the easiest way to find a great deal, pay for your ticket, and get to your seat. Download the SeatGeek app and enter our code PLANET for $20 off your first purchase. We're also sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. Enter promo code PLANET at FANDUEL.com to play a risk-free tournament at up to $10. interesting to me in talking to Greg Berhalter that he talked about fullbacks and how fullbacks were completely omitted from the MLS best 11 and yet his quote to me was fullbacks are everything for us I think Bladder's just going to keep showing up at the Nobel Peace Prize award ceremony just waiting for his name to be called you know he'll just be like hanging outside the auditorium in Oslo just thinking that this is his year you know and he'll just do that forever and it'll be just sort of sad and hilarious Welcome to the Planet Football Podcast, where each week we discuss the latest in the world of soccer. I am SI.com soccer editor, Avi Creditor, joined today by SI senior writer Grant Wall and SI.com's Brian Strauss. I am coming to you from Sports Illustrated's beautiful New Digs in downtown Manhattan. And from the sounds of things, you guys are coming to us from the opposite of the Borlac Hotel uh, in Columbus, Ohio. So uh, <laughs> what's what's going on? <laughs> A fairly accurate description, my friend. Brian and I are actually in Brian's hotel room right now, sprawled out on his bed. It's uh, quite a scene. Uh, I was not allowed to check into the Hilton here in Columbus uh, quite yet because they're not ready for us yet. So uh, we're up close and personal, ready to get down and dirty on this podcast. Uh, Phrasing. Everywhere phrasing. (laughs) Uh, you guys obviously in, in Columbus for MLS Cup. Uh, we'll also have an interview uh, with Didier Drogba Grant that you were able to do uh, recently where he talks about his his first foray into MLS, uh, also touches on the Columbus Crew, a team that eliminated his Montreal Impact in the MLS playoffs. Uh, but of course, we have to start with the latest involving FIFA. Uh, 16 more officials indicted today, more arrests made in Zurich at the actual Borlach Hotel. Um Grant, uh, let's let's bring you in on this. Uh, just the the next step in in this ongoing investigation, and it's a big one. Yeah, it's uh, another big mic drop from Loretta Lynch, the U.S. Attorney General, with uh, a huge new addition to the big indictment that first came out in May. Eight new guilty pleas, including from Jeffrey Webb, the former Concacaf president. Uh, I think it's what sixteen uh, new arrests. Uh, people in the indictment, and uh, all of them are from the Americas, from Central America and from South America, but you're talking about uh, a lot of uh, federation presidents uh, from most of the countries now in South America and uh, in Central America as well. So uh, Loretta Lynch promised that the scope would get wider. It has gotten wider, uh, and could continue to get even you know, wider after this and bring in even more people. So uh, uh, it's been an amazing year with uh, the U.S. investigation into FIFA and uh, another big day for it today. We're not even seven months removed from the last time uh, officials raided the Borlach in Zurich. Um, this time more, and, and Loretta Lynch left a, a message that more would even be coming, her, her direct quote. Uh, the message from this announcement should be clear to every culpable individual who remains in the shadows, hoping to er- evade our investigation. 
you will not wait us out. You will not escape our focus. Uh, that is one attorney general on a mission. <laughs> um, one thing to, to mention, a couple things to mention about uh, today. No Sepp Blatter uh, in, this, in this latest indictment. No Michelle Platini. No, you know, nobody involved in, in the FIFA election. No U.S. soccer officials either. And U.S. soccer uh, took the step this morning to announce uh, that this really had no bearing on, on Copa America, even though the CONMEBOL and CONCACAF presidents, as of now, uh, have both been arrested. Um, Grant, do, do you see this ultimately impacting Copa America? Is this one of those things that's back in the in the crosshairs now? Or, or is the new Copa America centenario kind of hands clean at this point, as far as we know? I guess anything's possible, but for right now, this tournament's going ahead. This is why the U.S. Soccer Federation put up such a big roadblock uh, with the demands they were making from Commonwealth and CONCACAF to move forward with the Copa America, to completely take away the rights that were obtained for this tournament by this company, Datisa, uh, from South America that is part of the original indictment. And only once they were completely out of the picture uh, did any of the new deals get done for Copa America? Uh, and even then, they didn't include any of the guys who were arrested today. So uh, the arrest today did include the president, the current president of CONCACAF and the current president of CONMEBOL. Um, so uh, those guys are not involved uh, with this particular Copa America Centenario tournament. But, uh, you know, like this is clearly... Uh, the investigation is centered on people in the Americas, and a lot of the guys they arrested in May, like Jeff Webb, uh, turned on their uh, their brethren uh, in North and South America and Central America. So, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see what, you know, where the indictment takes us from here. And uh, there are some un, unindicted co-conspirators uh, from other parts of the world in uh, the more than 200-page indictment that was released, including Africa, including Asia. So you can get an idea of what, what direction they might go in with this investigation based on that. Yeah, and also the uh, the the defendants pleading guilty and, and the ones who are cooperating and, and providing more information like Jeffrey Webb was able to do. I mean, that's such a huge part of this, right? I mean, all it takes is is one or a couple to start implicating uh, you know, the heavy hitters that most people are expecting to see go down like Sepplatter and and potentially Platini and, and other people uh, involved in, in that part of the world. Um, and I mean, the more uh, that Loretta Lynch has at her disposal with with these indicted officials, the closer she's going to get. That's the way it works when you're investigating an organized crime operation like this, uh, which is, this isn't like that. It is that. And uh, the arrests that were made in May gave them uh, people like Jeff Webb, who had evidence that they uh, were compelled then to provide, which they've done now. And the people that they're bringing in here may also provide even more evidence, probably will, uh, as they continue this investigation. The question is, who will it eventually uh, lead to? But so many people are now involved in this. And uh, you still have Swiss investigators investigating Sepp Blatter uh, over his uh, relationship with Michelle Platini and this disloyal payment that has caused both of those guys to be suspended and face being banned for life from FIFA. Two of my favorite things to happen today. Uh, one, it was apparently FIFA's holiday party today, uh, <laughs> which <laughs> fun fun timing. Uh, and also, Sepp Blatter's advisor reportedly telling uh, a Russian outlet that 
that Blatter wants to be elected as an honorary president <laughs> when, when, uh, when this is all said and, and done or in February during, during the actual election. Uh, you, you can't make anything about FIFA up anymore. It, it's, it's a script that writes itself, and it's amazing. And of course, this all comes on the day that the, ex- the executive committee met uh, to approve uh, a lot of reforms, um, including term limits and, and some things that, that we've wanted to see, more, uh, more power to females in, in FIFA. Um, and of course, all of this is, is getting overshadowed. There's uh, the, the potential for a 40-team World Cup in 2026 you know, there are, and, and beyond. Like, there's so much today in the world of FIFA, but of course, everything centered on this investigation. I think Blatter's just going to keep showing up at the Nobel Peace Prize Award ceremony, just waiting for his name to be called. <laughs> you know, he'll just be like hanging outside the auditorium in Oslo, just thinking that this is his year, you know, and he'll just do that forever. And it'll be just sort of sad and hilarious. <laughs> hope. Hope is a good thing. <laughs> you know, honorary president. You know, I'm just thinking that that's the, the, the denial is so impressive with this guy. You have to just sort of sit back and really applaud him his ability to sort of construct his own reality it's really impressive <laughs> we also got an official accusation in the indictment from uh the u.s that jack warner and jeffrey webb uh, appropriate for their own pockets money that was intended for haiti earthquake relief oh. uh which <laughs> when you think about it, is is a pretty horrible thing to do when i just the idea of that uh you know, these guys um are accused of all sorts of, of crimes. Uh, and, and now Jeff Webb has pled guilty to crimes. Uh, but these are also just bad guys, horrible human beings. It's, it's awful. It's, it's deplorable. It's disgusting. It's, it's gross. Uh, how do we feel about the 40 team world cup? Uh, that even work? I, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of details we'd need to, we need to uncover about that. Um, I, Will be like eight groups of five, I guess, right? Uh, actually, the couple of people that I've sort of had bull sessions with about it uh, over the years, uh, I think ten groups of four, uh, and then it gets kind of weird math-wise. But uh, uh, that that those would feed into somehow you would get uh, a round of sixteen out of that. So there'd be some there'd be some group runner-ups then who wouldn't qualify. I saw one person on Twitter. I don't even remember who it was. So. To whoever it was, I apologize. Um, say that there could be like a preliminary round, you know, like I, I can't do the math off the top of my head, but you'd have, you know, you qualify for the World Cup, but then you'd have to play like two games to get into a, a, a an eight, an eight, a thirty-two team group stage like it is now. So that's one idea. I think I think groups of five would just take too long. It'd be too many games. Um, and again, I mean, this would be, you know, it would not be Europe and South America that would be getting more bids. It would be. Uh, Asia and Africa and, and probably even CONCACAF uh, getting these bids. And my issue with that, I mean, I suppose you can make the more the merrier argument, but my issue with that is that too often when people judge the strength of a confederation, they look at how the best teams from that confederation do at the World Cup. And the problem is, is that the extra teams that come in are not going to be better than those teams. They're going to be worse than the worst teams that come in. And if you look at how the bottom CONCACAF, bottom Asian, and bottom African teams do with the World Cup, they're often not competitive. Uh, they're often beaten heavily uh, and, and eliminated rather easily. And so the idea of bringing in a, a, a sixth or seventh African team or Asian team, these teams are not going to do well. 
um, and it is going to dilute the competition. And so you've got to weigh that versus the idea of bringing the tournament to more people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's something to see for for the future. First, it's it's got to pass and, and be accepted and, and all of that. Uh, and and by that point, who knows who's even going to be in FIFA because everyone could be behind bars. Uh, we are going to put a wrap on this segment, come back with Didier Drogba and Grant Wall one-on-one. If you're a soccer fan with an airport nearby, you're still in the game to see the MLS Cup Final on Sunday. It's not too late to get a great deal on the SeatGeek app, and when you use our code PLANET, you get $20 back. Here's how it works. Download the SeatGeek app on your iPhone or Android. It's free and takes less than a minute to download. Then you search for your event, enter our code PLANET, find your tickets, and when you complete your purchase, SeatGeek will send you a $20 check or credit your PayPal account. SeatGeek pulls in ticket options from hundreds of sellers online and shows you the best deals automatically. They rank every available ticket with a deal score and show you a color-coded map that's easy to read. Finally, SeatGeek's mobile app makes the ticket buying process seamless, easy, and safe. Store your credit card, and when you find a ticket you want to buy, make the purchase with two quick taps of your phone. At most arenas, you can even scan your phone at the entry gate. So, to redeem your promo code and get your $20 check, download the free SeatGeek app today, enter promo code PLANET in the app, SeatGeek will then send you $20 once you've made your first SeatGeek purchase. For the MLS Cup Final this Sunday, the NFL, or even the best concerts, use the SeatGeek app and don't forget to enter our code PLANET. We have a very special guest on this week's Sports Illustrated Soccer Podcast. He's one of the biggest names in world soccer, and he has a new autobiography out called Commitment. He's Didier Drogba of the Montreal Impact. Didier, congratulations on the book, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Grant. Thank you. Uh, First off, your book is available on Amazon. Uh, for people in the U.S., and all proceeds are going to your foundation, which has done tremendous work uh, in lots of countries, including your home country, Ivory Coast. Tell me about this book. I know you wrote a book in 2009. What's different about this one? Uh, the difference is that uh, so many things have, have happened to me in, since that time, and and I had a lot of experiences that I wanted to share with uh, with uh, my fans and the people who are interested in, 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 in my life and what I'm doing on and off the pitch. You know, so that's the reason why I decided to 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 do this book because in in the last uh, few years I've met a lot of interesting people. Uh, I've won a lot of trophies, so there's kind of there's different kind of emotions and 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 feelings that I I wanted to express in that book. Well, I'd like to congratulate you. You've now written more books than I have. I, I'm a writer, and I've only written one. So you're making me feel lazy right now. <laughs> uh, you joined Montreal in August, and you made a huge impression. You scored 12 goals, led Montreal to the playoff quarterfinals. How would you describe your first three months in MLS? I think it's uh, first three very good months for me, knowing that I didn't have a preseason. Uh, I didn't play for two months, and 
after one week uh, I was already on the pitch and and uh, and, and playing so it was uh, a good experience difficult sometimes because obviously when you didn't have a precision you can have ups and but I'm I'm very happy with the way we we played the the way the team reacted to 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 me uh, coming to 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 Montreal to impact Montreal and and uh, yeah we have a a good squad uh, some good fans as well and and uh, yeah it's a great great experience for me. I will admit, I was a little worried when you first arrived. Ah, you should have, you should have. <laughs> you said it would take some time to get fully fit, and then Montreal fires its coach right after you arrive. Was there a point at first when you asked yourself, did I make the right decision coming here? No, 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 because um, all I wanted to do was to play. You know, no matter who was the manager, no matter what happened at the club, uh, okay, the situation was there for for few weeks, if not months, before before I came. But I knew the the potential of this club. I I, I heard about the city and 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 I really wanted to go there because this is um, the kind of city I like. You know, French speaking, English speaking. Uh, there's a big African community there as well, and um, Montreal is a multicultural city, and and that's what I, I really, that's what really helped me to to to, to choose Montreal. And uh, no matter what happened, I knew it was only going to be up to me, uh, down to me, to 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 make this a, a good move or not. You had a hat trick in your second MLS game. You had three multiple goal games in the 12 you played. We've seen players like Thierry Henry and David Beckham, great players. They took some time to adjust to MLS when they arrived. Why was the adjustment to this new league so smooth for you? Because all my teammates put me in the best conditions to, to, to play, you know. Uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm there to... To 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 enjoy to enjoy my 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 football, I, you know. Last season I didn't play a lot, uh, you know. So I I really wanted to to, to catch up, you know, uh, with all the games I didn't play. So and I had a lot of energy. I I just wanted to to, to perform and and in a way in a way, but not it's not really. Wasn't really my ambition, but to 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 prove people that I made the right choice going there. You know. Mm-hmm. What are the biggest new things that you have to adjust to when you play in MLS? Um, oh, there's many things. There's many things. I think uh, one of the most important things, and I spoke about it in some press conferences, is, is uh, the the flights. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the league is good. The league is good, but in order to attract more players, big players, I think this is something that the league is going to have to change uh, because it also affects the the, the the players' performances. You know, and mm-hmm. also playing on 
that's a fact. I don't think, you know, all the big leagues in, in, in Europe, uh, in Spain, in, in England, you play, and in Italy, you play on, on, on grass. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, uh, there's something also that uh, the league might have to adjust. And, and uh, but apart from that, I think I think there's there's a lot of good things in this league. The league is competitive. Uh, there's some talented players, and uh, yeah, it's still gonna grow. Now, what do you think of having playoffs to decide a league champion? I know you're an NFL fan, so you knew what playoffs were. You had just never participated in them as a player. Do you like them? Do you not like them? I think it's it's um, I think it's, it's giving a more exciting end of end of the season end of season. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and also because. Because of the way the, the the country is, I understand the the why the playoffs, you know, and and uh, uh, I I read on mine. I like it. It was fun. It was fun to play play them. Okay. Um, MLS says they want to be one of the world's best leagues eventually. In what areas do you think MLS is doing well right now? And in what areas does it need to get better on the field to become one of the world's best leagues? Well, I think what they're doing well is the way they promote the game, and 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 uh, also the the big uh, signing that they did in the last summer and and the previous years. Uh, I think this is a big impact for for, for the league uh, all around the world. And uh, now all the games are, are broadcasted in, in, in Europe, everywhere. So my friends are calling me to say, I watched your, your game. So it's becoming a bit more popular than, than, than before, which is, which is good. And uh, what they have to adjust, I think what I, what I said before, what I just said before. Yeah. Okay. Um, Montreal beat Toronto in the first round of the playoffs. Then you went to extra time against Columbus before going out. Uh, what was your sense of the Columbus games? No, I think Columbus deserves to, to, to be where they are now. Uh, uh, they played well. Uh, I think he's, uh, from what I saw and from all the games that I played, he's the team who played the best football uh, since, I, since I came since I came to the league. Mm-hmm. It's the one, the first team I, I saw playing uh, a good football with this kind of identity. New York Red Bull is not bad either, but uh, Columbus, I think, was was, uh, was very good. Now, I have to ask you about one moment of the Columbus series where you ended up around the leg of the Columbus goalkeeper, Steve Clark. And... This happened in an NBA game in a different situation a few years ago with uh, the New York Knicks, uh, their coach. What happened there to cause that situation? No, the thing, because everybody's showing uh, me grabbing his leg, but uh, and nobody came back to the fact that uh, he, he stepped on my on my leg. Okay. Okay, I, I did a tackle, a bad tackle, I missed. I missed the but then he, he, he stood on my leg. So that's why I was grabbing his 
his uh, his leg and, uh, and and stopping him. But they were showing only the 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 the, the end of the of the of the situation. But it's okay, you know, it's uh, it can happen. So now we have the full sides to that story. I'm glad you shared that. Um, I can't let you leave us here without asking just a couple of questions about Chelsea. Uh, what is your sense of, of what the club is going through right now? It's very difficult for me to answer because I'm not at the club now, uh, obviously. So I haven't been there, but I think it's a difficult moment like uh, a lot of team had in the past, like Manu had, like Arsenal had, like uh, Liverpool also had. Uh, but then we see big teams, big clubs, in their ability to 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 come out of this difficult moment and and shine again. And I'm not really worried about Chelsea because I know they're going to come back and and be the best team in in, in Europe and in the in the league and in Europe. Part of me thinks that not having your leadership in the dressing room might have been tough for Chelsea this season. Is that possible? Uh, I don't know. It's not for me to answer that. You know, I think the, the, the players are in a better position to, to, to answer these kind of questions. Uh, I had the team the, 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 the most I could uh, when I was there last year. And uh, I'm... I'm the heat and uh, and uh, and uh, the 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 league cup, but every season is different, and and uh, I think we can we could see that too this year that Chelsea is is not doing the same as last year, but it's it's again once again it's football. One last question for you here, and that's about next season in MLS. Uh, you scored twelve goals in half a season. Uh, the way you scored this year, should we expect you to score 30 goals next season at age 38? That's the challenge, my friend. Let's let's do it. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to having you back uh, for a full season and preseason next year, Didier. Thanks, as always, for speaking to Sports Illustrated. Thank you. It's always a good time to be a football fan or a football fan. And now you can take your football Sundays to a whole new level by competing for cash on FanDuel. Now, when you use our code PLANET, your first tournament is risk-free. That's any contest offered on FanDuel for up to $10. If you win, you keep the money. If you lose, FanDuel will refund your account guaranteed. FanDuel is the best place to play one-week fantasy football. Building a team is easy and fun. Just pick your players and stay under the salary cap. Entry fees start at just $1, so there's a league for everyone. And they also offer games for the NBA and NHL, so you can play fantasy sports for real cash any night of the week. FanDuel is not just for large tournaments. You can set up a private league and play against your friends anytime, anywhere. So you think you know fantasy football? Come and prove it over at FanDuel.com. Over 2 million players have already won money on FanDuel, and now it's your turn. To get started, go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use our code PLANET and sign up now. And here's that great offer for our listeners. If you enter a league and you don't win, FanDuel will refund your money. That's any contest you want, up to $10. You can sign up on FanDuel.com using our code PLANET, then make a deposit and choose your league. If you don't win, you'll get that money right back in your FanDuel account. 
The only way to get this no-lose offer is to go to Fanduel.com, click the microphone, and use our code PLANET. Fanduel.com, where it can finally pay to be a fan. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Try it out today. Attention daily fantasy players and season-long fantasy warriors, we have the podcast you need to win your league. On the SI Fantasy Football Podcast, Michael Beller cuts through the noise and delivers two weekly episodes chock full of fantasy ratings and news. The show has one goal, to get you the prize and the bragging rights in your tournaments. Don't get left out. The SI Fantasy Football Podcast with Michael Beller. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and SI.com slash podcast. All right, welcome back. Thank you again to Didier Drogba for taking the time. Um, guys, let's shift gears to MLS Cup. You're both in Columbus uh, right now, Sunday at 4 o'clock Eastern. Uh, ESPN, Unimas, uh, in the United States is where it'll be broadcast. Portland Timbers, Columbus Crew, uh, two very good teams, two teams that I think are they mimic each other in, in a lot of ways. Um, Grant, let's let's start with you. What's your take on this matchup uh, and, and just the sense of this 20th MLS season coming to an end? Well, it's been uh, a very exciting, entertaining playoff so far. Uh, I think based on, on the games that have been played, these two teams deserve to be here. Uh, you can certainly argue about the playoff format, as we have before. But, uh, you know, I, I, I look at uh, Portland being one of the best teams in the league on form right now, especially away from home. And I think that adds uh, uh, an element to this matchup uh, I think Portland is certainly capable of, of winning here. Uh, they beat Columbus during the regular season. Uh, and and yet Columbus is playing some very good soccer too right now. And I just got done talking to Greg Berhalter, the Columbus coach for uh, an SI written piece uh, coming up. And, you know, he's feeling confident uh, about his chances. Uh, we talked about the way they like to play. It was interesting to me in talking to Greg Berhalter that, we talked about fullbacks and how fullbacks were completely omitted from the MLS best 11. And yet his quote to me was fullbacks are everything for us. Uh, it's so important to the way they want to play with Columbus that their guys uh, can be two way players to get forward uh, and get into the attack, but also defend well. And, and we've seen Waylon Francis have a, a tremendous postseason, totally bottled up Lloyd Sam and still got forward. Uh, Harrison Offal has been a, a threat as well. Uh, and that's just one aspect of this matchup, I think, that'll be really good to watch. Yeah, very good point for sure. Um, Brian, uh, what about you? What do you think uh, of, of these two teams and, and this championship game? Um, I got to speak to Caleb Porter yesterday uh, while Grant was scheduling things with Greg. And, and, and Caleb actually brought this up on his own about how these two, the, like you said, these two teams are similar. Uh, you know, they, they, they approach the game in similar ways. They have similar assets. Uh, Caleb said that one of the big differences was, was the way they structure uh, the three players in the middle. Um, you know, Portland has Valeri and Nagby doing a bit more attacking, while Columbus has uh, Chani and Trap hanging a bit more back. Um, but otherwise, he talked about, you know, we each use one target forward. We each like to get our, our, our outside backs in the attack, like Grant talked about. Um, you know, we've got, you know, hard-nosed center backs. Um, and, and we sort of talked about... Uh, where things may be decided in this game. And one of the things that came up was was the, the, the quality of the two target forwards versus the quality of the two center backs. And I think, you know, um, uh, Fernando Adi's had a wonderful season. He's been a revelation. But Kai Kamara is, is, is probably the best target forward in the league. He's a polished player. He can do so many things. Um, 
And meanwhile, Portland may have the advantage uh, at center back with Nat Bortrus, who's had a wonderful playoff. And if he's healthy, uh, Liam Ridgewell, who's so experienced and reads the game so well. So, you know, whether whether Kamara can have success against those two center backs, whether, whether Adi can go up against, uh, you know, Parkhurst and company and get something done, maybe where this thing is decided. These are two small market teams. These are two teams that don't blow millions of dollars on single players. MLS wants to see teams like this do well because it demonstrates that there are other ways to succeed in this league other than, you know, spending five or six million dollars on one 37 year old European. Um, and so this this demonstrates a, a diversity in approach and diversity in, in, you know, ways to find guys like Diego Valeri and, and, and Higuain and, 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 you know, or American stars like Justin Merrim, Ethan Finley, guys like that, teams that are smart and spend smartly. Uh, doing well and having the showcase on Sunday. I think I think the league board and the league officials really enjoy that as much as they enjoy sort of, you know, pimping out the big names that some of the other teams sign. Absolutely. Uh, Don Garber on his state of the league call today, uh, we're taping this on Thursday before MLS Cup, uh, said like pretty plain and clear, you're, you're rewarded for being smart uh, in MLS. Um, I, was in the, I was in the air during that call for what it's worth, so I was not <laughs> purposefully copying Don Garber. No, it's but it but it but it speaks to to what he was to what he was talking about. Um, one of my favorite aspects of this matchup is that Portland is bringing a log uh, to Columbus to the stadium, and to counter that, the Columbus crew changed their stadium policy to prevent, uh, I believe it is chainsaws and then logs of any wooden kind uh, or something to to that extent. Uh, from being uh, brought into the stadium, uh, which I think is is great. Uh, Grant will have an interview with the log on next week's podcast. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's going to say a whole lot. We should get Timber Joey though. That could be fun. That could be fun. Um, Grant, if there's one player you're you're keeping your eye on uh, in this this game as a potential difference maker, game breaker, who uh, who do you got? Well, my first question is: Does Liam Ridwell play? And right. If he uh, if he does play, I think that's certainly a boost for Portland. Uh, you know, I was probably a little harsh on Paparato on the podcast last week. <laughs> the word terrible was used two or three times. <laughs> He's pretty bad. He's not terrible. <laughs> so there may be some shading in the difference between that. But uh, doubling he had down. a couple moments uh, <laughs> where he lost his man uh, in the second leg against, New- or, uh, against Dallas. And, um, you know, as Dallas got back in, that game late, uh, you know, the, the Portland defense was a little concerning. So um, that to me is still a very big question. But, uh, you know, you look at uh, the way these teams approach things and, you know, they, they come at you from different angles. Uh, and I think that's part of what makes them dangerous teams. Uh, Iguain has a, a huge impact on how Columbus plays in that free role of his. And I think uh, if he can have a big influence on this game. They're at home. Uh, they're going to have a very supportive crowd here in Columbus. It's nice to see, um, you know, some real advantage being given to, to the regular season, even though there was very little separating these teams. They were both on 53 points at the end of the regular season. So we're here in Columbus as opposed to Portland just because of a couple of goals of goal difference. Uh, but that's still reflective of how you performed in the regular season. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, other than that, though, I'm just looking forward to a good game. It won't be as cold as it was in Kansas City a couple of years ago, but it certainly won't be as warm as it's been in L.A. for all the finals we've been at out there recently. 
What I what I like about this is that you know the action that we saw in in the first round wild card games and and they were one offs with as to to your satisfaction Brian no away goals. Uh, you got a ton of exciting soccer. You got teams going at each other, not really holding back, and, and obviously these teams are going to try and manage the game. No one wants to give up an early goal, say nine seconds in, perhaps. Uh, and and you know you obviously have to be smart. It's a championship, but at the same time. There's nothing loose here, and and you know if, if Portland scores, that doesn't mean Columbus needs to because they conceded at home. Like this is, I it's it's as even as a matchup as I as I think that we could possibly have, um, and and that excites me. Brian, you have any any final thoughts on on this one? Um, you mentioned the the home field. It's interesting that that the DC United deciding to take off decision day uh, was sort of the pivot here um you know united just didn't show up columbus put five past them and it, and it's those five goals or three or four of them uh that that mean that we're in columbus today and and uh and not portland so you know it's interesting because we we debate the importance of the regular season and you know does any given game does any given goal really matter and you know on one level no because <laughs> 12 teams make the playoffs and that's way too many and it's too easy to get in but on the other hand you know there, there was some game this season where Portland, you know, lost instead of drew, you know, maybe they hit the post or something like that or didn't get a call go their way. And and that's the reason uh, they're, the, the, this game's not being played in front of the Timbers Army on Sunday. So um, very small margins, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, Kansas City doesn't hit a penalty that hits two posts and bounces out. Uh, you know, maybe we're in Dallas. So, um, yeah, I agree. It's a close game. Uh, as Grant said, Portland's, uh, you know, uh, composure on the road uh, means that this game really is 50 50 and and it, you know as as a final should be it's about who performs on the day uh, for me the guy to watch is Kai Kamara um, if Kai Kamara uh, occupies the Portland center backs if he forces both of them to pay attention if he's able to involve uh, you know not only put shots on but able to involve Finley and Merriman in the play I think that's going to be the difference um, so for me Kai Kamara is the man to watch and um, and this will be my first crew game at crew stadium I've been here a bunch of times for for national team games uh, but I've never seen the crew play at Crew Stadium, uh, so a, a crew scarf will be added to the collection, and I'm fired up. <laughs> That's why I'm here, to be honest. <laughs> well, I, I hope you get that. Um, I'll I'll throw out a, a name that's obviously pretty obvious, but I, I think it's it's for what it, it could mean for the future, and I think we're we're going to see a lot more of him, and and that's Darlington Nagby, and I think that this could be the start of of the following year becoming the year of Darlington Nagby, and on the U.S. soccer level and the American soccer level, uh, a, a standout showing. Uh, in Ohio, which is where he grew up in the United States after uh, being born in Liberia, of course, um, you know that would that would be a great story, uh, and and I think it's something that that we can definitely see. We'll leave the final word on MLS Cup to Columbus Crew star midfielder Ethan Finley. Uh, he joined Maggie Gray on SI Now this week. This is it. The Major League Soccer season is down to one final game. It'll be the Columbus Crew and the Portland Timbers and a one-game winner-take-all. Columbus midfielder Ethan Finley is here to preview the match, which takes place on Sunday, December 6th in Columbus, Ohio. Ethan, congratulations, first of all, on making the final. And this was one of the most frantic finishes that we've seen when you guys beat the New York Red Bulls in the semi to advance now to the championship. What was the emotion like when that final whistle blew? Uh, it was incredible. It was jubilation. Uh, we were uh, super excited. It was uh, definitely a tough game, and it, it got a little bit uh, nervy at the end, but uh, we were happy to pull through. What 
has been the difference with this team? Why have you guys been able to make it so far this year? You know, last year, you know, we went out in the playoffs early. I thought we, we thought we were going to go a little bit farther, and I think that was a learning process. We, you know, we didn't manage the playoff, the two-leg series well, and I think, you know, on the flip side, we've done that really well this year. We've managed both legs uh, incredibly well. Obviously, in the New York series, getting a two-goal lead going into this game, we knew what was at stake and what we could do, and uh, we were able to accomplish that. For you personally, one of our own, Brian Strauss, just wrote a long feature about you for mm -hmm. Planet Football. And listen, you weren't born a soccer savant. <laughs> you grew up in Wisconsin, not exactly a soccer haven. Mm -hmm. In some ways, it's a real long shot for you to be one of the stars of MLS and to be playing in this final. What's been the most difficult part of this journey for you? Well, you know, just like how you spoke on, just the, you know, the tough part of being in Wisconsin and, and having to, you know, travel, uh, you know, a long ways away, travel for training sessions and uh, putting in the extra work alone, um, you know, when you didn't have teammates around you. So, and it's, I think it's also made me the player that I am today. It's, uh, it's been extremely uh, instrumental in my success as, you know, I've never given up and, and knowing that the odds were maybe against me, but I was able to overcome it. And now you've put together, at least numbers-wise, your best season as a professional mm -hmm. soccer player. And I know you've made no secret about this. Getting a call from the U.S. men's national team is a goal of yours. Have you been in contact with Jurgen Klinsmann at all? Yeah, it's absolutely a goal. Uh, you know, my focus right now is obviously on Sunday. And, and uh, you know, I'd be more than happy to, you know, accept a, one of those calls if, uh, if it comes come January. But, um, you know, I think those things are earned. And, uh, you know, I'll continue to try to do what I can to earn a spot. So has Jurgen called you yet? <laughs> I have not heard anything as of yet. Okay, well, we're all rooting for you and hoping you get that call soon. Uh, let's now look ahead to this final, the Portland Timbers. You guys are hosting this game. Yeah. How big of a factor is that? It's huge. It's huge for the, uh, the city of Columbus and the state of Ohio. Um, an opportunity to be the first uh, you know, professional team to host and win a, uh, a championship in the, in the city. So it would be huge. Let's talk some X's and O's about the Portland Timbers, your foe. Give me their greatest strength. What are you guys looking for? You know, offensively, they're, they're a really strong team. Um, a guy in Darlington Nagby who just got his first national team cap uh, controls the tempo of the game for them, along with Valeri, um, you know, who's had, uh, you know, some really great seasons in the past, and Adi's a handful up top. So they're definitely a handful going forward, uh, but I think we feel the same way about our group. And the way we've been playing defensively is, uh, has been great, and I think we've been one of the best teams in this playoff stretch defensively, so we hope to continue that uh, come Sunday. Okay, give me one of their weaknesses. Where can you guys exploit them? I think we match up really well with them defensively. I think uh, our front four, uh, the mix-up that we have, uh, you know, the different types of players and our strengths. Um, you know, I love my matchup against Villafania. I think there, uh, no one in the league can cover Kai Kamara. Uh, he's the best guy in the air, and, uh, you know, looking at that, uh, Federico Iguain is probably going to be licking his chops because, uh, you know, he's uh, kind of the man that controls the tempo. We're really excited to watch you in the final against the Portland Timbers and continued success, and we hope you get that call from Jurgen very soon. Thank Absolutely. you, Absolutely. I appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Uh, so you guys enjoy the game out there. It, it should be a good one. Brian, I think small margins is, was, is a good way to put it. I, I don't think there's going to be much separating these two teams. Uh, and that should make for some good soccer on Sunday night. So thank you guys again for joining us. We will talk to you next week for Grant Wall, Brian Strauss, our producer, Alex Abnos. I am Avi Creditor. We'll talk to you next week on the Planet Football Podcast.
Do you know about the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one daily sports podcast network? Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.